Hello everybody and welcome to Tuzo Talks. My name is Tuzo, that's T-U-Z-O. <laughs> and I hope you guys had a lovely weekend. Um, I personally had a very lazy weekend. I didn't do much this weekend except for studying and, you know, spending time with my baby. So, happy new month. We just started chapter 5 of 12. Pretty interesting, isn't it? I feel like this year is running though. I really feel like um, it's gone pretty fast. Before, I I was just in Tanzania the other day, you know, in January. And before I know it, it's already May and there's summer coming up. But we're stuck in lockdown and quarantine and it's chaos. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the month of May. May this month be filled with blessings and may it open doors for you. May it give you a sense of inspiration and focus that... You've never had before. As my mother says, every day above ground, every day that you wake up is a day for a new beginning. And I hope this month will be it for you. Today, I want to speak from the topic of life's walk of shame. Basically, for those of you that don't know, walk of shame is a slang phrase, actually. It's usually used in the context of when somebody has to walk past people. It can be strangers or friends, but you have to walk past them in an embarrassing situation, in an embarrassing manner. Or you're coming from an embarrassing reason. So, for instance, for us young people, we'd usually use it to refer to the morning after a night out and you're headed back to your apartment or back to your dorm or back to your hostel. You're headed back home and you're in last night's clothes. Your hair is all disheveled. You're looking rough. I mean, everybody knows that your, your whatever you have on is from last night. You went out. And you're com- probably coming home in this in this early hours of the day, you know. And so so people would usually refer to it like, oh my gosh, you know, I just did this walk of shame across this place. I just did this walk of shame to my apartment, my car park. But so it's usually that kind of manner. Like that's what we call walk of shame. You're walking shamefully and you, you, you got shame written all over your face, all over your body. Now, life's walk of shame is when you go through an embarrassing situation or what is deemed to be shameful in front of the public eye, in front of friends, in front of family, in front of strangers. When you're going through something and even the people that don't know you already know your story, already know the downside of life that you have experienced. In this situation, it just so happens that life has brought you to your knees, but it still forces you to walk. And you have to continue walking until you get to a place of safety or privacy because whatever situation you're going through, you'll be going through it in the eyes of the public. When you're going through something that everybody knows about, you feel their whispers every time you step into a place, even though they may or may not be even talking about you. Although because you're going through this walk of shame in your life, your mind may lead you to automatically believe that it has to be you that that they're talking about. The thing about walk of shame is that it has more to do with the pointing of fingers. And so most people would point at you in reference to the situation or the experience that you just went through. Rather than trying to get you to a place of healing or should I say a place of safety, rather than trying to comfort you, most of them would opt for the option of, you know, you see that one over there? This is what happened to her. And you see her over there? This is what happened to him. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm a mother of a two-year-old, a baby girl. Uh, she's the smartest, sweetest thing that, I mean, she makes me so happy. She's so entertaining. She's two, but I feel like she's been here before, you know. She's just those kind of two-year-olds. She's a baby, but at the same time, there's some things that she does, and you're like, you must be a little adult. <laughs> anyway, so she's 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 everything to me. And the thing is, if you met me three years ago, I probably wouldn't have sounded so enthusiastic about this whole experience. I would have probably felt like, "Mm, thank you, thank you, yeah, I appreciate it, thanks. (laughs) 
because I felt pregnant in 2018. I remember at that time, it was such a whirlwind of confusion and mentally, emotionally, I was so confused and I was broken because when I, once I felt pregnant, my partner did not want to have a child and so he opted to leave the relationship. So I was stuck in between, do I have an abortion to save the relationship or do I just simply close my eyes and say, okay, you know what? It has happened. I'll just walk through this. I can do this. Let, let's just do it and get over it. At that time, it was the biggest shame to me and I felt like it was the biggest shame to my family too because I just started like getting myself back on my feet. I was, I, I actually, I just completed a course. I was going to start my academic year here in Austria in October. I had an exam to do in July. I had everything, I had so many things planned out and then June is here and blah, 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 boom, you're pregnant. And it was so crazy because in my head I was like, okay, so... How do I go from all these plans and expectations and how do I put a stop to all this and decide, okay, I'm going to be a mother now. Where do I start? My first question was actually, how do I tell my mom? It wasn't even how do I do this. My first question was, oh God, how do I tell my mom that I'm pregnant? And so after we got through that and she she came into terms with, okay, She's pregnant. I'm pregnant. And not all am I pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm single. I'm not married. He's not even here. So we're going to have to walk through this alone. It's just going to be me and the rest of you guys, you know, the rest of my mom, my family that are here and everybody. What's funny is that the next thing was, how do I keep this a full time secret? I was determined to go through the pregnancy, to give birth, to go through at least the next five years of my life keeping it a secret. This is why from the time when I was pregnant, I actually, I stopped posting. I, I didn't tell anybody. Very few people found out. Most of the people found out, I think maybe one month before I gave birth or something. And when I say most of the people, I mean my, my friends, people that are called friends or cousins that maybe I, won't, I wasn't so close to, but A, you know, we know each other. My uncle actually found out it two months before I was giving birth and he lives in a, another city. My auntie, yeah, also, I think I was seven months along or something. Anyway, I, I say this to say it was going to be a secret. I was going to live the secret mom life for a very long time. I was determined for it to be that way because for me, it was the biggest shame ever. It was nowhere near the plans I had for myself. I was going to get married. I was going to I was gonna finish my studies first. I was going to get married and I was going to have a big family. It wasn't going to go vice versa. This was life in reverse. So I was thinking, uh-uh, nobody can know about this. This is going to be for me, myself and I. And I will walk through this walk until I can get to a place where I feel safe enough to show myself again out to the public. However, it just so happened that, you see, people play telephone a lot with people's lives. The people that I trusted with my secret told their circles, and their circles told other circles. In as much as some people knew, it was so crazy that nobody would confront me about the situation. Nobody would call and say, you know, is everything fine? How are you doing? How are you holding up? I heard you were pregnant. Most people would just whisper and ask my sister, or ask my mom, or ask my auntie. And because I wanted to keep it a secret, my sister would probably say, I don't know. 
or maybe or you know we always gave out vague answers but if you had asked me directly that hey how are you doing you know i heard you were pregnant i actually said yes like oh yes i am i'm expecting that was during the pregnancy so once the baby was born my mother came here and she supported me for like 3 months the thing is remember it was supposed to be a secret but my mother could not contain the excitement so she told people you know tuza has given birth tuza has given birth tuza has given birth after 3 months i went back home to uh, back home to tanzania with my mom now once i was back home people would come and see me and come and see the baby what would happen was that the people that came to visit there were those that would ask who's the father are you married um are you are you single do you guys live together where's he from what about school there were always so many questions that would come through and i didn't mind the questions it's just that you know there's some questions that came from a good place but there are some questions that also came from a place of now that you've answered these questions i know how i'll be judging you and i know how to you know judge you from this point onwards Another thing was that my mom felt like since I got back home and I'm in this situation maybe it was time for me to keep my head down you know just lie low keep your head down let the days go by you know stay at home be invisible for some time I understand her point of view I know she came from a place of love and she really didn't mean it in in a bad way however me being invisible and keeping my head down it it wasn't really a part of me it wasn't really me to find myself at home from monday to sunday you know just going up and down the stairs waiting for the food feeding the baby it it kind of it was kind of depressing because at the end of the day it was sort of like my entire life was going to be built but there i was i had to walk this walk of shame i had to just face the situation take it as it is it's happened it's happened now you just have to move forward i just want to share with you a little bit on how i went from that person that i was to this person that i am right now to even being able to share my story so first of all one thing that i knew i had to do was i had to build a relationship with god i went to a christian school almost throughout my life so i had already built a foundation when it comes to my relationship with god however it was sort of like a sunday routine it wasn't necessarily an exclusive relationship where i would speak to him and he would speak back to me and i would listen it was it's sunday let's listen to a word let's open the bible let's try to pray and being that it was like that i was spiritual but not not necessarily in a relationship with him now when i felt pregnant i needed to have a relationship with him and i'll tell you why I felt like you know what now is the, like I I'm now seeking for a relationship. I'm not going through a routine anymore. I'm not going to schedule you somewhere. I am going to need to have a relationship with you. We will need to have a conversation because I felt like you were there for me. I felt like I was doing enough on my end for you to protect me on your end. So we need to build a relationship now because I need to hear from you. came along a church called Transformation Church and it's it's led by Pastor Michael Todd and he was doing a series called Planted but Not Buried and the first episode was under does not mean over the reference of that episode was coming from Psalm chapter 1 verse 3 Psalm chapter 1 verse 3 says that they are like trees 
planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. This was, for me, such an eye-opening sermon. I encourage you to take a listen to it. It's Transformation Church. Just type in planted but not buried. Anyway, it was such an eye-opening season because I felt at that time, I felt like I was under. I, I would ask God, you know, what's happening? Can you please do something about this? Can you take away this pain? Can you bring back that person? Can you just, can you put my life back together again? My life was fine. It was good. I know babies are a blessing, but I'm not exactly feeling blessed right now. I feel like I'm in a situation where it's a, it's a shame and I'm going to have to walk through this alone. And you know that I am alone. So I had all these things with me. I had so many things with me and it just felt like this particular word, this particular series helped me look at the situation in so many different aspects. Um, fast forward to when I gave birth and this is when I felt like, okay, if there's a time I needed you even more than when I was pregnant, it's this time right now. Because why? Now I actually feel the shame. I feel it. I feel like bearing myself under. It, it was sort of like, God, I need to overcome this. I need to see the blessing that you have actually given me. I need to love my child. Despite of the situation that I'm in, I need to learn how to love this innocent child that you've given me. I need to accept this situation. I need to learn how do I get to walk with my head held high once again. Because mind you, I feel like I'm going through life's walk of shame. I am barely talking to the people that I used to talk to sometimes. I got to a point of... I started pushing people away because of the intimidation that I felt. You're going on with your life and you've been successful in that area and this area and that area. And here I am, you know, I'm just that. I don't know what's happening. I'm just sitting there. I'm the pregnant single mom friend. So what do we even have in common anymore? And I felt intimidated in so many different levels. So it was sort of like, God, why do I feel like you've buried me somewhere? And every time I felt like that, it was, it sort of just like clicked like, okay, Instead of you asking so many things, why don't you try, try to praise? So I put on something, you know, I put on some gospel songs. I barely listened to gospel songs. I wasn't really a fan, let me just tell you that. But then, but throughout this time, everything sort of just came up, you know. I put on some gospel songs. I'd start singing and praising and, and I'd be uplifted or I'd put on some worship songs. I mean, it was kind of like a medley of self-healing Thereafter, I, I went back and I said, okay, I'm feeling much better on the inside. But then how do I stop them from looking at me that way on the outside? You know, because sometimes it's not necessarily that we care on the inside or anything like that, but we feel okay. We feel fine. We're not so comfortable with the fact that we're still being pointed fingers at, you know, people are still pointing fingers at us and you feel that, you feel that judgment oozing from them. So I, I had to ask like, how? How do I get them not to look at me that way and ask me all these questions like I'm not okay? And the answer was pretty clear. Just smile and wave. If you don't act like you are going through heaven and earth, who would ask you about it? Smile and wave. What I mean by smile and wave, I mean, just do you. You've always been a happy person. Make yourself happy. You've always been a people's person. Talk to other people sometimes. 
do you be yourself go back to whatever you planned to do go back to whatever routine you wanted just do whatever makes you happy smile wave don't act like you are drowning not everybody has to see what you're going through you know there's this thing that we say you know stressed depressed and well dressed dress yourself look good because you don't have to look like what you're going through there were however days where i would struggle there are days where i would really struggle and in these days this is where my support group came along i have such a great support system that it's it's insane how it's just been able to like keep itself together till today we've been through a lot guys <laughs> to be revealed later on but anyway so my family and friends are a network that is like full of love and support I I come from a huge family as I said previously and one thing I learned about my family is despite our ups and downs when there's a problem in the family we drop everything and address whatever is going on in these particular times when I was going through whatever I was going through everybody came through for me you know okay how can we help you or are you feeling fine i had people checking up on me how are you doing are you okay are you fine is everything okay I always had one or two people that I could call upon in order for me to uplift myself and my spirit. And this is so important because I I don't know what I would have done without my support system. I don't know what I would have done without my family and my friends. My friends were also there for me even though I feel like there's some there has been some instances in life where I I could have been a better friend to them. I have friends that go way back since I was in secondary school I have friendships that have ran the course of time like 10 12 13 years already at the time that I was going through what I was going through I could pick up the phone and say hey dear you can't believe what happened it's like this and this and this she would always have an ear always be open to listen to me if I call my best friend they were always always open to listen and uplift me and encourage me and tell me you know what you're going to be fine you're going to be okay forget about it yes this is a hard day today but tomorrow is going to be better i always had so many positive energy coming towards me and it was so inspiring it felt so good to actually be able to be surrounded by people that want to see you in a better place and lastly my baby was also so unproblematic guys <laughs> My baby was so unproblematic and he she still is until today. I really cannot even sit here and tell you I had so much stress with the baby. Nope, nope, nope. She slept like a baby. She would sleep 6, 7 hours. She would sleep until I forget. <laughs> That's how much she slept and I loved every single moment of it. At the end of that phase, that pregnancy, giving birth, being a mom, at the end of it all, I came to realize that the walk of shame that I felt like I was going through had actually turned into a walk of grace, walk of power, walk of lessons. I had to now walk with my head held high. I had to walk like somebody who never went through what I went through. I had to walk like everybody else because I was a product of grace. By the time I was powerful enough to be able to look at things this in this perspective, and it took it took time before I was powerful enough to look at things from this perspective and to walk in the way that I'm telling you I had to walk in, but By the time it happened, any time I felt like I was going under, I'd always remind myself, you're planted, but you're not buried. I'd always remind myself of the different sermons that I would listen to. I'd always remind myself of the verses, the Bible. 
I always remind myself of the encouragement that is coming from my mom and my friends and my family. I always remind myself of the amount of love that I'm surrounded with that has got to help me overcome this particular situation. I always remind myself of how blessed I am and how I can always start over. I can always have a new beginning. So I shouldn't let my spirit be so downcasted. What about you? Where do you get your support from? Who do you go to when you need your spirit to be uplifted? Who do you go to when you're walking your walk of shame? There's some people that your life's walk of shame wasn't necessarily a pregnancy. It may have been an addiction. It may have been a sickness that you didn't want anybody to know about, but ev now everybody knows about it and you feel like you're walking around covered in shame. It may have been expectations that have not been met. Who do you turn to? Who have you surrounded yourself with? Have you surrounded yourself with people that wants to share a bad experience? You know those kind of people that when you say, oh my gosh, I've had a bad day, they'll be like, I don't think your day was as bad as mine. <laughs> Who are you surrounding yourself with? I cannot tell you how important this is. I know you guys see this online every time, but I am here to tell you and I will sing this song every day that I'm on this podcast. It is of extreme importance that you watch the people that you surround yourself with. It's so extremely important that it is the fine line that divides whether you are building your future or you're heading downhill with it. Lastly, I just want to say that whatever you're going through, do not walk it out in shame. Please do remember that you're a product of grace. You are still blessed. There are doors that have not even been opened to you yet. Do remember that eye has not seen, no ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And if you don't believe in God, I don't know how to help you, but I only say this to say it. Now, if you don't believe in God, and I'm not saying you need to speak in tongues or anything like that. I'm not saying that you need to be the most consistent person. I'm just saying that wherever you are, you're still loved. You're still loved. You're still given another opportunity to walk on this earth. And so you can just look up and say, okay, you know what? I need help. Or you can just look up and say, I'm going to walk through this and I need to walk through this and I will do it with my head held high. I will do it and overcome until the next time somebody sees me, they will even forget that I was in that particular situation. They won't even remember who I was because at that time, I'll be reintroducing myself as the new person that I have become. And with that being said, guys, I hope that you enjoyed today's talk. I hope that whatever you're going through, you'll be able to overcome it and you'll be able to once again walk with your head held high. And I just want to wish you all a lovely week ahead of you. I have a surprise for you guys next week and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So I'll talk to you Monday. Bye bye.